And we are live. You are with Serene and Stefan, and this is unprecedented. Welcome to our podcast. This is our third episode. Can you believe it, Rain? Well, it just has flown. It, it's, it's been amazing thus far, and we just have so much to share. And boy, when we get talking, we... We could probably go on for hours. We really could. <laughs> I think that we, we have to kind of keep watching the clock because it, it does. It just runs away with us. But exactly. today we're going to try and keep it short and sweet-ish. Um, and our topic, I think, is going to be a really interesting one and a great follow-on from our last two topics. Today is birth, creativity, and the necessity of expansion. So this is quite an interesting one, don't you think, Rain? Well, it certainly sounds like a loaded gun, but in a good way, but in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. And I also, I love the fact that, you know, all the, the, the topic today could be taken in so many different ways. You know, the first thing, for sure. Yeah. You think the first thing that comes to mind is, well, birth, obviously that's when you're born, but no, Mm -hmm. we actually go through so many rebirths throughout our lives that it's this constant cycle that we really go through. And that was something that was playing on my mind this whole week as we were prepping for for today. I don't know about you. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I felt the same way. Um, you know, birth right away. I think our our reptilian brain goes to, oh, you know, the birth of you know, you, you picture a baby, mm. and you picture you know being born into the world. But I think you're correct on this. That you know, then my next thoughts went to, but wait a minute. We are reborn all the time, so our thoughts go to more of a rebirth, a rebirthing. Mm. And and my thoughts followed into, what does that rebirthing mean? We know that we uh, try different things, we are brought into different experiences, we are introduced to new people in our lives and, and new... Uh, ways of looking at things like perspectives but one thing that really stood out to me was rebirth towards the resurrection of consciousness isn't that interesting and I Mm. thought you know why resurrection because that's what came to me and I, I believe that it's resurrection because we in our humanness forget we forget where or whence we came from. We we are born into this world and so, so many uh, light workers will will could speak to this, that we, you know, we come from the universal realms of existence, and whether we believe, you know, we're 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 sitting at God's feet and we're, you know, doing due due diligence for uh, humanity in that way or that we're uh, residing on other planets and in the mm. hemispheres and and you know that's where we come from which of course are all facets of source but when we come on you know come into the earth when we're born when we choose our human family we come in and we completely forget everything right have have you heard this concept before 
I have indeed, yes. And it's one that irks me no end because it's one I believe in. But I hate mm-hmm. the thought that I can't remember like what went before. And and I think why we get so frustrated with it is because we want to remember, like you said, we want to at some point or or many points in our lives, like I can remember when I was I was probably in my twenties. Mm-hmm. And uh, my children and my husband and I were at a gathering with friends. And I I don't know what was going on with me. I know that I had been going through a lot of transitions, as, as most of us do in our 20s. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very transitional period uh, at, at different points. And I just remember just this feeling of there's got to be something more to this life than this, than what we're doing, this working hard, this um, trying to get somewhere, trying to understand. It it just always felt like this grinding wheel, like where are we going? And, you know, what is the purpose and the meaning and that sort of thing? And so I did have, I did have an experience where I just at one point just fell to my knees and and just spoke to to God's source and and just laid it out. And so they were very transitional times for me, and I, I believe that you know they are for most of us. And this is what you know piqued my interest, so to speak, and was was bringing me into the uh, consciousness piece that is so important important in our evolution now it's so interesting that you say that because i had kind of a a similar experience but mine was when i was a lot younger and i definitely repressed it um Mm. the the sensations because i remember as a child when there i remember clearly there was one church meeting where and the, the religion i belonged to believed that you would only certain, only some people would go to heaven, but a lot of people would go to another earth um, that would be where we live eternally and have eternal health and all the rest of it. Right. And, well, isn't that interesting? Because that's what's happening right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. That's so interesting. And um, and I remember the question was posed. You know, who want who really wants to go to heaven? And like, and everybody was like, well, no, we don't really want to, because what would we do there? And I remember clearly. I could have been older than four or five, putting my hand up. And my mother was like, what are you doing? Like, don't you want to be here with us and, you know, be able to play with your friends and have beautiful health? And I'm like, and I looked at her with this quizzical expression, like, no, that sounds awful. I don't want to do that. And she, and she asked me the next day, she's like, why, why did you say that? And I couldn't really express myself. I didn't have the vocabulary to do so. Um, and looking back, I, I just remember feeling intense frustration. And when I now I have the vocabulary and I can figure out what was going on, I vividly remember that the reason I was so frustrated was because being here felt too dense. Right. So first thing was my body was too small. And I knew instinctively that because I would say that to my mother, like, why are my legs so short? Why am I so small? And my mother said, well, you're going to grow. But I knew instinctively that even at adult height, my body would still be too small for me. 
Um, because for me, and I still get this feeling every so now and then, like if I'm walking anywhere, every so now and then I'll get this flash of frustration because I'm like, why am I not just there? You know, like mm-hmm. air travel to me seems like the most mundane thing you could possibly do. I, 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 I don't get it. To me, you should just be able to think and you're there. Yes. Um, and that was when I was a child, that feeling was a lot stronger. And I even remember lying on the couch one day. Again, I couldn't have been more than a toddler. And my mother goes, what, what are you doing? Are you daydreaming? And I just said, yes. But the memory that I have was I was seeing things mm-hmm. that were memories that I couldn't possibly have had. Right. Now, these memories were from what? From where? So those were what I call the in-between times. Okay. Because I I do have memories now of past lives, and I don't have memories of the in-between times. But when I was a child, I very much had these memories of those in-between times. Right. Um, You know, the space between lives. Yes. So Fisher wrote a book on that. I can't recall his first name right now, but he wrote a book called Life Between Life. Oh. And so that's, you know, you you were having flashbacks, actually, of, you know, to remember that clearly. And, and what we can look at is the fact that, you know, you were a toddler still, and that's Mm -hmm. very common among children up until about the age of five. uh, Because children will still remember where they came from their past Mm. lives or the life between life but again a lot of us have those flashes perhaps but I don't recall any myself but again we don't we don't we aren't fully present in our bodies Mm. and this is why we uh, it's almost like you know when when someone is elderly and they're in the hospital and they're they seem like they're slipping in and out of consciousness. Yes, they're they're visiting the other world and often they'll talk about they see their their husband that's passed away or their parents or they see people that have gone on to the other world because they're coming and they're visiting them and so their their spirit is slipping into the other world so they'll often say they have one foot in you know each each side of the world so this is quite interesting because uh for you to remember that and and to have those recollections at that age is very telling and i Uh, even remember what i was doing wow in these between lives but it's it's something i've only i think shared with one or two other people because it when i say it it sounds so interminably boring as a task, but yet I know that I really enjoyed it. My Mm -hmm. job was to watch and observe a cluster of stars. Okay. That was just my my entire role. And I don't know why that was important, but I remember that I really enjoyed it. That's really (laughs) intriguing because I've I've been watching uh, some of Dolores Cannon again lately, Mm -hmm. and she talks about sessions that she's had she does um hypnotherapy and she she's now passed away i think two or three years ago but she uh did sessions for you know 30 40 years with people and they described or there were channeling channelers that came through them 
speaking about you know other worlds and so some of what you're talking about is very relevant to what you know she, the mm. way she was explaining and and she's written like 30 books i believe but what i really find interesting is that you remembered and mm. you know if you have those recollection recollections again it would be really great to document them right and 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 put them down yeah. I'd love it if I could. I, I ask myself every night, like, can you please remember some more things? Because <laughs> yes. when I was a child, it felt like it just would come to me naturally. And right. now it's like there's this block, this wall up. And I actually say, um, and hopefully this kind of brings us back to our, our topic around necessity of expansion and whatnot. Um, you know, one of the topics, I don't know if this is a conversation that you've ever had or if it's maybe a bit morbid, but... A lot of my friends would say, you know, when when do you think would be a good time to kind of shuffle off the mortal coil? Mm-hmm. And my answer is always 750. And they're like, well, why do you want to live so long? And OK, it's twofold. One, because I, I've started to learn to enjoy the physical and I really like it. And mm-hmm. I feel like 80 to 100 years is just too short to enjoy it. And I'd really like a little bit longer time which science is now finally catching up to, and they think it's possible to extend human life to that extent with health and wellness and all the rest of being part of that parcel. Um, But the other reason is because I've been studying a lot around the Ascended Masters. And it's interesting that every single story you read, whether it's in Christianity or in Egyptian mythology, um, or in Hinduism, all of these ascended masters go through this birth, death, resurrection, this expansion of soul. And what's interesting is they are often able to retake physical form, but they don't lose their memories. Mm. And they essentially break that cycle of death and rebirth where they're able to flit in and out of this matrix into the other and essentially do as they please. So the other reason why I want to live that long is because I'd really like to be able to do that so that I can keep my memories intact. (laughs) Well, you know, some things have been being given to me as, you know, in my meditative state or my Mm. dreams and that sort of thing. The full picture hasn't been given to me completely yet of course there's still lots of room for here we are with our word expansion so there's still lots of room for growth and understanding and you know we're all at different levels as we've talked about before different levels of um, growth and expansion and there may be some uh, some intuitives out there that have been given more and some less but I think you're on to something here in the sense of we definitely are in a space or if you want to call it a role as an individual, as individuals and as a collective consciousness at this mm-hmm. time, because we are evolving and we are expanding. Yes. And it is necessary because change needs to happen now. Right. And this is why we're going through so much. We're going through the difficulties. We're going through the trials. We're going through, as you know, scripture talks about the trials and tribulations. Mm. And often, one thing that we can probably recognize is that 
often chaos needs to happen before order can come in, before yes. change can come in. Yes. And so when we're talking about, you know, the creativity that's happening in science, because creativity is, we are creative as individuals. And when we say that we're creative, maybe, you know, in, of course, in art and in music, and we may be creative in, you know, putting words on a paper. There, There's many ways that we can be creative, but you make the point that science is evolving and we are mm. It's, 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 it's quickening. It, it's actually, and I'm, I'm sure there's lots that we don't even know that it is being worked on behind the scenes and oh, that absolutely. sort of thing. Um, you know, I think one thing that we just need to be cautious about is the fact that we, it's kind of like what you and I were talking about in our conversation earlier, mm -hmm. is that sometimes when we expand our minds, because we're expanding our minds through um, meditation and through mm -hmm. information, and we're expanding our, our emotions are growing with that. But sometimes what happens is that our body needs that time to catch up. Right. So often, you know, the spirit and the mind and the emotions are like a mile ahead of us. And the body is because the body is so dense, it's so heavy and it needs that time to catch up. Mm. And this is, this is why, and, and how earth is changing now because we are that, that dense planet that, that isn't where a lot of the other planets are in their, in their spiritual evolution. Yes. Right. So they are, I, I can just see them right now. Many, many, many uh, angels and spirits are, it's like they've got their hands out and they're pulling the earth up, literally. I can right. see it visually. And it's so interesting because they are encouraging us. They are supporting us. And I think, though, what we have to be cautious of is when we're talking about science is that we don't take that God piece out that we don't take yes. that soul composition out because that is really what makes us so unique and authentic in who we are and what Absolutely. we have to contribute, you know? So you've said some beautiful things there that I'd like to just elaborate on, um, if I may. One Please was, do. you know, you were talking about creativity and in science and the things that are being worked on, etc. And I'm noticing just from talking to a few of my friends who are highly into tech, um, but at the same time with a spiritual bend. And when I talk to them, their take on things is that science is becoming more spiritual. Um, so one of the things that, that just blew my mind, because I was like, hang on, that's what happens when I use what people would call psychic ability. Because um, I don't know if you've heard of quantum computers. So what's happened in tech now is our, or so there was this thing called Planck's law, which basically says that our computing power would double each year as we progressed in our technological capability. Hmm. As of last year, we reached the ceiling of Planck's law. So what that meant was computer chips could not get any smaller if they did, or if they do, the particles that they're trying to use to, um, create the computing power because I don't I'm using very layman's terms because I don't quite understand what they do myself okay. 
but essentially what was happening is when they made these chips smaller than the smallest one they have, the particles were leaking out because the, the, the chip mm. was too small. So the level of computing power had reached its limit. It couldn't go any higher. So they started looking at quantum computing. And quantum computers now are able to solve a problem in, let's say, one hour that would take the fastest computer on the planet five years to complete. Gee. But here's the kicker. The scientists who are building this don't know what is happening. They know what's happening, but they, they can't tell you exactly what the steps are. So they don't the one, know how it's happening. Exactly. So the one the one scientist that was interviewed, and I'd love to find that YouTube video again and just share it with a couple of people, um, yourself included. But he was interviewed and he said, essentially what happens is the particle inside this quantum chip disappears from this reality as we know it. We know it's gone. It's gone. It hasn't moved in the room or anything like that. It flits out of this universe as we know it. It goes into the quantum realm, which we can't see. We don't know where that is or where it goes once it gets to the quantum realm. All we know is that when it comes back, it has the information that we needed it to get. And I was like, that's ex like that's how my, what you would call psychic ability works. Because people ask me like, where do your visions come from? And I'm like, I no idea. I just know that I ask, I meditate, and then something will come in. And it's the answer that I need. That's right. And that's how it works. So essentially, I'm like, so basically the human brain is the most powerful quantum computer on the planet. It's just also the most underutilized one. Mm -hmm. um, and now science is catching up to that and going, well, here's the scientific aspect of what you're doing, which when combined with spirituality, I just think is it's, it's the height of creativity and creative expression because I do yes. believe that math is the, I mean, as much as I am the worst mathematician out there, I do believe <laughs> that it is the building blocks of the reality in which we live. Right. Numbers, um, numbers are um, crucial to, to the whole structure of the matrix, if you want to call it that. It, what's interesting about that, that uh, perspective, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, we, we live on Earth and we've got to get out of the matrix because... You know, we're in this forced matrix that is, you know, uh, yeah. limiting limiting us and that sort of thing. And what, what's interesting is when I was writing my book, God showed me clearly um, that the matrix, rather than, you know, destroying a structure and, you mm -hmm. know, tearing it down, he actually showed me the matrix expanding. So it was like right. it expanded from the earth all the way out into the universal hemisphere. It was like it was never ending. It was just like this grid pattern that just like completely embellished across, you know, the universal hemisphere and, and earth. And it was all interconnected, which really made sense to me. And it actually connects with what you're saying, because mm -hmm. this is huge. Like, you know, the fact that science is catching up. And I'm sure we could probably, if we did some research on it and find like all of the interconnecting pieces to that whole composition, right? Like you say, with the whole spiritual understanding and expansion. Right, exactly. And sorry, you, you just said something so amazing there 
about this matrix and how it expands out. And it's really about, it's not about tearing down this matrix. And I think that's something that people really need to recognize. You know, mm. it's because and I, I have this discussion with one of my friends who he's a devout Christian, and but his whole goal is, you know, he basically believes that the physical world is just essentially evil. Let's call, yeah, he basically believes it's evil. And I said, well, no, it can't be evil because if you go back to scripture, you know, the angels themselves wanted to come here to experience fleshly delights. So, and God created and, and pronounced it good. So it can't be evil. It is good. It serves a purpose. It's just mm -hmm. that somewhere along the line, it became more dense than it should have been. And mm -hmm. there really needs to be this upliftment. And I think, I mean, you mentioned talking about you, you have this vision of angels literally reaching out and, and dragging the earthly realm up into another yes. dimension. And I almost wonder if when we now talk about scientists doing their work and also light workers doing their work and shadow workers doing theirs, if that's not us getting behind the planet and pushing it whilst the angels are trying to pull it up, you know, to try and get this planet up to the next, everybody's doing their part to get it right, to, right. to the next level. Well, we're, we're all preparing to, to move there, even, you know, if people are not yet aware Yes. or awakened they're they're still playing a role in it so you know the whole adage like we have nemesis in our lives mm -hmm. that you know create conflict for us or um let's just leave it at that they create conflict for us or we them and it's it's seen as you know you're the enemy almost like that that mentality of like you say your friend was speaking about, you know, the earth is evil. There is both evil and good. There's both mm. good and bad. There's both light and dark. We need both. You know, Abraham Hicks talks about, you know, contrast. We need that contrast. Right. If we don't know, you know, if something uh, isn't, is good, if we don't, if we don't know if something isn't good for us, how, how can we weigh what is good for us if we don't have something to weigh against? And that sort of thing. If we haven't had a relationship that was not very healthy or was uh, not suitable for us, whatever the case may be, then how can we recognize when one comes along that's amazingly fantastic and beautiful? Exactly. And that, that doesn't have to be the plumb line. I mean, not everyone has to go through that. Sometimes they oh, meet sure. the love of their life at 15 and they're with them for, <laughs> you know, 50 years and yay, yay to them. Um, we probably all wish we could be those people, but, um, you know, we do need to go through experiences and growth and, you know, we do need to have contrast in order to sometimes see the other side of things. Absolutely. Now, it doesn't mean that, again you made a really good point about everyone has value and it is i think hard for us to wrap our brain around our cerebral brain around why would it be okay for someone for example to break into your house and steal all of your things and or your valuables and now you are, you know, now you've got some PTSD and you're mm. missing your items and all those sorts of things. So why, you know, why would God or why would Source love someone like that? 
it's because mm. God loves all. You know, God loves all. I've, you know, I've listened to not, this isn't even on, you know, in religious terms. I've listened to many uh, pods about people who have studied the relevance of, you know, let's say, you know, dark entities or mm. spirits and, and, you know, why are they, why are they permitted? Why are they allowed to infiltrate and to affect us? And, you know, the summation there was that God loves all and we are all evolving. And sometimes we are challenged by dark experiences. We could just summarize mm -hmm. them like that in order to propel us into growth as well. Absolutely. And this now comes back to your other comment about the scriptures talking about there being tribulations. And I think it's Revelation that talks about a great tribulation that would precede this era of light and enlightenment that is supposed mm -hmm. to come to the planet. And I do think, well, first of all, I think it's it started already. Um, because oh, and we've I, been experiencing trials and tribulations, you know, hugely. the whole time. You exactly. know, we've been on Earth, right? So That's in it. different different ways. But now I think like it's it's definitely gotten. Well, I mean, the scripture says it would be something that mankind has never seen before. No, nor will see again. Exactly. And, and I'm looking around and I'm going. I think it started, guys. Like I think this is it. Yeah. Well, because, let's go back. Um, mm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no. Please. Your thought. I, let's go back to almost two summers now, mm -hmm. and I was relocating back to my home, and the whole drive here, God and my guides just kept saying to me, something is about to happen that has never happened before in the, in the entire history of the world. And they just kept on impressing this, this you know, peace that was coming and I had no idea what they were talking about they weren't giving me any more information and this went on like I say the whole drive here it's an eight-hour drive mm -hmm. and then it continued to to peek in and and remind me over and over again and then come you know fast forward to March 2019 um, was it 2019 yeah that's mm -hmm. I guess when all of this started the whole um, virus and the yeah, lockdowns. Yeah, it was December 2019 and, that it started, yeah. Right, and so all of a sudden, well, then it would have been March 2020 then. That's when okay. it, yeah. So um, for for us in Canada, that's when we started hearing news. I know it kind of started in January in some areas of the world. And all of a sudden, I just had this, you know, this feeling now, oh, okay, now this is what I was being, you know, mm. told of. But isn't that interesting? I wasn't given any more information. And, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe God just wanted me to know, you know, in a sense, don't worry. It's kind of basically what you're saying. Don't worry. Yes. We, we are going through, you know, these trials and tribulations, but don't worry. You know, everything's going to be okay and everything will be as it should, even despite all of the pain and the suffering and mm. everything that, you know, people are going through. It's it's part of that whole evolutionary process, and it it is part of the birth of our new world that is coming. Right, you know? and and these are all the creative aspects in that that we are all contributing to in different ways. 
you know, whether good, bad or indifferent. Absolutely. And, you know, you say that right now and something came to me quite strongly about how we can all contribute as well. Um, because the last week or so I've been, I want to say frustrated, angry, really depressed and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been doing something which I told myself I would never do, which is watch the news. And I've been doing it every oh, morning. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's difficult because I get a few pieces of it. I don't watch mainstream news either. And I get a few pieces of it from, you know, people that share on social Mm. media. And I'm like, wow, this is like, it inoculates you in a way that just like paralyzes you. Exactly. And, And I've been watching this and I've just been, I've been horrified at the, the depth of depravity that humankind is able to go to. And I mean, a lot of my friends know that I, I vacillate between, um, between love for all humans and then just going, oh, you know what, let's, God actually just, y- y- you missed eight when you did the flood. Like, <laughs> seriously, because <laughs> this, this, this is not it. Um, but now, like today, something, when I switched on the news very briefly, and I saw just the horrific crimes that have been committed in Mexico. Um, and this is not just on the heels of everything that's happened in the Gaza Strip. And of course, everything that's happening in Eritrea. And then you look at what's going on in Myanmar. And it's just like one huge humanitarian disaster and atrocity after mm. another. Right. And I look at this and I'm like, this is just awful. But then when you said that now about, you know, we all need to do our part. Something literally just tapped me on the shoulder and went, that's why you've been watching the news. Because Mm -hmm. more people need, more of the light workers and shadow workers need to look at this and go, never again. Well, and I think think what's happened, if you look across the world, there are some thought leaders that have come forward. And I think we're ever so grateful to those leaders that have, you know, stepped up to the challenge throughout this whole uh you know right now we're looking at about 16 months and there Mm. are many 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 you know millions billions of people that basically you know i was just saying the other day where did all the artists go like where did all the uh, musicians go where did all of the um psychics go it's almost as if everyone just like disappeared off the Mm. planet and and it's like everybody just sort of like took a back seat and when I say everybody I don't mean everyone let's say a lot of people the majority of people just you know went into their homes shut their doors because it is overwhelming and it can Mm. be overwhelming but I think you really you know hit upon an important part of it is that there are different periods of time where we are called So perhaps you weren't called to do anything six months ago, but now your spirit is calling you to contribute somehow. And part of that piece is, yes, we do need to know and be privy to what is going on in a, you know, in a negative, whatever is of a negative nature, because we Mm -hmm. need to know to a certain degree what is going on, even though as empathic people, it does hurt our spirits it does literally hurt our hearts and our souls to see people suffering but on the other end of it 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 helps to educate us 
to the degree that, okay, now we can, what can we do to contribute to raise the vibration? Exactly. What can we do to make things better, not only for ourselves, but for the whole world as a collective? You know, for sure. And that is, you, oh, you've said something so beautiful there because, and, and this is probably why I vacillate between the two extremes in, in my own mind so often is because I forget that if you raise your vibration in yourself, and I've seen this just in my own home, if you raise the vibration in yourself, it automatically has a knock-on effect. Just like when you go and hang yes. out with someone who's really negative, you're suddenly mm -hmm. depressed and angry and you have no idea why. It's because of that person. That's right. But That's if right. you're hyper-positive, not hyper-positive, but if you have a high vibrational energy, you automatically start to change the very air around you. Yes. And then that and, has a knock-on effect. And so on that note, I, I believe we need to jump off here at this point. But on that note, let's leave our listeners with some positive tips to being able to bring ourselves into that realm of higher vibration. It, because we're all in, in this boat together and we will have moments where we struggle. So what can we do? And, and I would just like to contribute at this point. Please. And then perhaps you can share, Stefan, some of the things that you, you might suggest. And so one would be definitely to surround, like you say, surround yourself with as many positive people as you can. So that doesn't mean that you don't have people or information that is of a negative nature that comes in to gather that information but surround yourself with supportive loving people in your life mm -hmm. have conversations with them you know throughout the day to help each other to help pull each other up off of your knees when when you're feeling like you you're just right overwhelmed the other piece of it would be you know listen listen to podcasts that are positive listen mm -hmm. to music that's positive it could be secular music it could be christian music it could be the Hertz videos that we, you know, listen to to raise our vibration. Mm. You, you can put those on at night, you know, with your headphones on, uh, you know, as you're going off to sleep or, or right. in the morning when you get up, um, you know, leave it on for as long as you need to. If that's two, three hours, then by all means do yeah. that. And then another piece of that would be, you know, self-care. So, you know, mm. Take that time to pause, go make yourself a cup of tea or coffee and just stand there and just feel it in that present moment going into your body and feeling the, the nurturing of that, you know, cup of tea going into you. And then finally, I'll, I'll, I'll leave our listeners with go outside by oh, all yes. means ground yourself go out now it's nice we're not in the middle of winter anymore we can go out with you know take our shoes off walk on the grass in our bare feet mm. you know sit on the earth and feel the earth and feel the sun on your face and just absorb that positive energy so that it it inspires you and it lifts you up for sure I'm going to add just one thing to that and then a last experience, which I hope helps to raise the, the vibration as well of everybody listening to this. Um, and the one thing that I found that definitely raises my vibration is I wake up every morning and I tell myself, I'm going to have fun today. Every piece of work I do today, I'm going to enjoy it. And if there's anything that I really don't enjoy, well, I'm going to find a way to make it enjoyable. So if it's an admin task that I really don't feel like doing, 
well, I'm going to blast music that I absolutely love to listen to whilst I do it. So therefore it becomes fun. And when I've given this advice to other people, it, I haven't changed anything that they're doing in their day. It's just the perspective change. And they mm -hmm. suddenly say they feel lighter because they're going in with the conscious expectation that they're going to enjoy their time whilst they're awake. Absolutely. And it's just beautiful. And then um, the experience I want to share just for anybody who's feeling alone and feeling like I often do where it's just like, what is the point of even trying? I was <laughs> on Instagram um, and it was, ah, I've been trying to think of her name for the past five minutes and it's just come to me. If you, on Instagram, please look her up. It's Lori Ladd, that's L-O-R-I-E and then new word L-A-D-D. Um, and she's an incredible intuitive. And the one video that I saw, she said she had this same thing where she just felt like, you know, what is the point? I'm trying to do all this work and it's just not, I'm not having an impact. Just look at how much negative stuff is still out there in mm -hmm. the world. Right. And her guides came to her and took her to look at the planets. And they said, we don't do this often, but you asked. And I'm getting emotional now because it's just such a beautiful um, image that she described. And they said, look at the planet. Now we're going to show you all the negative people and the negativity that's in the world. And she said, and she saw these like black holes, like lights, but they were dark flashing across the planet. And she's like, this is it. This is why I have such an issue. And they said, wait, now we're going to show you all the light workers. And she said the whole planet lit up like a beacon. Wow. And they looked at her and they said, there are so many of you doing this incredible work. Don't you dare mm. stop. That's right. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that stuff. And then I am, I am familiar with Lori Ladd and I haven't uh -huh. seen that episode. So I definitely will have to look that one up because it is so, you know, so encouraging. Yeah. Just amazing. Just amazing. Rain, as always, incredible talking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. And, to and all thank our listeners, you, Stephen. thank you so much for being with us and thank you. Oh, and that comes, that brings our episode for today to an end. This has been Unprecedented with Rain and Stefan.